This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, May the 9th. And our lead story today is that a 22-year-old man has admitted killing Kent PCSO Julia James. The 53-year-old was attacked while out walking her dog not far from her home in Snowdown between Canterbury and Dover in April last year. Callum Wheeler, who's from Sunshine Corner Avenue in Aylsham, has been in court at the start of his trial. A jury was told he now accepts he killed Julia but did Nye's murder. While Katia Fowler from our colleagues at KMTV has been at Canterbury Crown Court. Now in an opening statement, prosecutor Alison Morgan said that the evidence suggests that Julia's attacker was waiting in the woods for someone to attack and then ambush her. She added that Julia tried to escape her attacker but was subjected to a brutal and fatal attack. Jurors were also told that while Wheeler denies murder, he does now accept that he was the person who killed Julia James. The jurors saw the background of the evidence, how Julia lived in Snowdown near Canterbury with her husband and was was working from home on the day of her death and was in the habit of taking her dog Toby for afternoon walks and she would often walk to a place that was of particular personal significance to her which she knew as Butterfly Corner. Now the jury was told today that Wheeler was not employed and was living with his father in Aylsham at the time of Julia's death and allegedly in the months before the attack he was someone who'd been seen by a number of witnesses during the daytime walking around the local area. Now, a man believed to be Wheeler was spotted both by Uckold Wood and by the Crescent about seven months prior to her death, the prosecution have said. The court's been told that Julia James allegedly encountered Callum Wheeler in the vicinity of Uckold Wood in the months prior to her death and said that Julia told her husband that she'd passed someone she described as a really weird dude on the Uckold Wood path. You'll be able to follow updates throughout the trial by heading to the story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Next today, and the cost of living crisis is never far from our minds, is it? And it's in the headlines all the time right now. Well, today we can hear from a Canterbury dad who says he skipped meals and only eaten his daughter's leftover food because prices in shops are so high. Data given to the Kent Online podcast by the Food Foundation reveals a big jump in the number of households struggling to put meals on the table over the past three months. In fact, it's said to have increased by almost 60%. Well, they're calling on the government to take urgent action and expand the free school meals programme. This is what Dominic Waters has told us about how he's been affected. It is having an impact um, on on my general uh, physical and emotional well-being and it is many of my neighbours. And it really came to... Like, I really realised during, you know, COVID restrictions and lockdown how a lot of my neighbours in the block aren't maybe as mobile as me and there's only one shop on the estate that sells the lowest quality of food and, you know, the lack of access to nutrition was was um, really brutal. The prices of food is not reflected with the benefit cuts and... Um, universal credit not going up and it not even being reflected in the uh, free school meal vouchers uh, you know what you could get for three pounds two years ago is a lot less than what you could get now 
and yeah, I think it's I think it's time like policymakers or yeah senior people in positions of power realise that you know poor people are hungry and feel unheard. It doesn't make you feel great about yourself, and you know, in a capitalist system, it kind of makes you feel like a failure when you're struggling to just meet the you know to just get by, and and it highlights another point that. You know, poor people have been in a cost of living crisis for as long as I can remember, but it's now that it's impacting on the middle classes and people who um, maybe are more listened to that is getting this coverage. The government, they used to say to us, you know, eat out to help, you know, what was it, eat out to help out, and now it's more like, you know, rely on a food bank and don't bother us. So I'm not extremely hopeful, but that's not going to stop um, stop trying to trying to make this change happen. And also, you know, the massive and amazing work from Marcus Rashford that really, because before these these topics two years ago, like COVID, food insecurity wasn't spoken about in the UK, and that is largely due to the you know the shame and stigma that's attached with being been living in poverty and everything. Food banks have also revealed more families want products that don't need to be cooked so they can save on energy bills. Meantime, business leaders in Kent are calling for an emergency budget to ease the cost of living crisis. The Kent Invicta Chamber of Commerce has helped develop a three-point plan to tackle rising prices. It includes reversing the national insurance hike, cutting VAT on companies' energy bills and reinstating free COVID tests for firms to reduce staff absences. We're also going to be talking on tomorrow's podcast about how the cost of living crisis is actually affecting the number of children in Kent who are able to swim. Elsewhere today, another inspection is being carried out on P&O Ferries Pride of Kentship. It's the fourth time the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency have been asked to check whether it's safe to sail between Dover and Calais. The Spirit of Britain is the only one that's been cleared for the route at the moment after 800 workers were sacked and replaced with lower paid agency staff back in March. Another car's got stuck on an anti-terror bollard in Canterbury. The Nissan was lifted into the air after driving over the retractable barrier. It's happened to at least 80 vehicles since they were installed in November 2020. You can go and see a picture of it today at Kent Online. It could soon become legal to ride private e-scooters on roads in Kent. At the moment, you're only meant to use the vehicles in public if they're part of a trial, like the one currently taking place, as you may know, in Canterbury. Well, it's thought tomorrow's Queen's speech will outline regulations which will be put in place despite calls from some, including Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner, to ban them completely. We'll bring you more on this as and when the announcement is made tomorrow. We'd also like to know what you think. You can comment on the story online or drop us a comment on socials. Just search for Kent Online on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Balloons have been released in memory of a teenager who died when the bike he was riding was hit by a car near Faversham. 19-year-old Cavan Scott from Sittingbourne had been cycling on Lower Road in Tenham last Monday. His mum's thanked everyone who turned up to pay tribute on Saturday night. Five people have been questioned by police about the crash. Meantime, police and forensic teams have spent the weekend at the scene of a suspected burglary on Sheppey. They were initially called early on Saturday morning. Our reporter John's been to the house on Queenborough Road in Halfway. There was a burglary here in the early hours of Saturday morning where a woman was seriously assaulted 
before a car was stolen from the same address. Can police say a 43-year-old man from Sheppey was arrested in Hackney, East London at 10.30pm last night on suspicion of aggravated burglary and today he remains in custody. Neighbours I've spoken to say they are really concerned for the rest of the community here. Uh, one lady I've just been speaking to said this doesn't often happen on the island and uh, and they're all very very worried. Details have emerged about how a Kent man died when a plane crashed into a mountain in thick fog. 62-year-old Simon Moores was a Thanet councillor and a former brother-in-law of Bake Off star Paul Hollywood. He died in Spain in 2019. Now an inquest has heard the chances of the light aircraft landing safely were remote. A nightclub in Dartford is taking action following a rise in drink spiking cases across the country. Here in Kent, there have been 98 reports over the past five years and national more than a 1,000 cases of needle injection were recorded in the last three months of 2021. A rather worrying there for anyone who's going out to a club. Well, Jordan Crane is the general manager at Attic. He's been telling the Kent Online podcast how they've strengthened their We Care policy. There's been more of a need um, to, um, I guess, tell everyone about our We Care policy. It's always been in place, but we've strengthened it of recent times. Um, and and, and like looking after customers is paramount and, and the most important thing that we do is in our business. Um, we have people coming here who have just turned 18 and, and can be vulnerable and haven't um, been in a venue like this with a thousand people before and it's quite a, um, an intense experience but our We Care policy is there to make sure that we look after um, all of our guests um, and it stretches from um, having a trained medic um, every Friday and Saturday night to look after people should there be any medical needs and we have um, a team of welfare officers, um, girls who will go around looking uh, for potentially vulnerable people and just um, to look after them, to make sure they can get home safe, to charge people's phones, because everyone books Ubers on their phones nowadays, but come three o'clock in the morning, the phone uh, battery could have died. Um, free water, task, taxi escorts, getting people to the taxi safely. So yeah, it's, um, it's quite an extensive uh, policy that all of our staff live and breathe, and it's the forefront of our uh, staff training every time we do a training session so and yeah it's, it's it's there to make sure our customers are looked after now this was one of our top stories over the weekend and we'd still love to know what you think about it a housing group in dartford could ban buyers from hanging washing on their balconies bellway homes is set to deliver 664 apartments on lowfield street they've been asked to restrict the placement of storage or unsightly items that could include things like bamboo screening you can definitely share your thoughts by heading to the stories or again posting a comment on our socials one of kent's most successful for wineries is branching out with a third vineyard. Simpsons Wine Estate has planted grapes on 22 acres of land in Kingston near Canterbury. They're hoping to produce 250,000 bottles a year. Kent Online Showbiz. Drivers in Margate claim there's been traffic chaos as a new movie is still filmed in the town. The upcoming Sam Mendes blockbuster Empire of Light features Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth and has meant some main routes through the town have been shut. It's hoped, however, that filming will boost Thanet's local 
local economy by up to a million pounds. More showbiz news and Kent's Rose Ailing Ellis has won a BAFTA for her silent dance on Strictly. The 27-year-old from Hythe became the first deaf person to win the show and took home the must-see moment award at the ceremony last night along with pro partner Giovanni. She also signed a CBeebies bedtime story yesterday evening to help raise awareness. A Kent man's been chatting to our sister radio station KMFM about getting four yeses from the Britain's Got Talent judges at the weekend. Ryan Weeks from Tunbridge Wells is part of the frontline singers who left viewers in tears after their performance on Saturday. They formed a choir during lockdown and sang an original song called Strange Old World. I'm a musician in my, my part-time but in full-time job. I'm a sport worker for autistic adults. Oh, okay. Uh, I work for a local local company called Aspens. Um, so I'm a, a carer. My dad's a carer and one's in the family. And um, yeah, there's a there's a real mix. So we've got paramedics, doctors, nurses. We've got retail workers. Yeah, it's a real yeah police officers. Real mix. Yeah, yeah, you're all there. So did you do this to get together to go on to Britain's Got Talent? Was that the aim of getting together in the first place, or was it was that just a another thing that's happened? Oh, it's more of another thing that happens. Um, it's just it's kind of like a come together, share our stories, and almost see see what happens. How did the whole Britain's Got Talent thing come around? How did how did how does it happen? Um, you know, how did you get from just you know doing your thing to getting an invite, or do you apply? I mean, what happened? As we started coming together, um, it, we we all loved it. Um, it was so nice coming together, and actually realised that we had such a strong message to get across to the public and I feel like everyone's sort of experienced the same thing and so uh, then we decided to give Britain's Got Talent a go obviously chance it never know what's going to happen and yeah here, here we are yeah it's um yeah, Strange Old World. <laughs> it, it, well, that's the song, Strange Old World, yeah. Um, well, you get an amazing response from the audience. From pretty much the get-go, the song is one of those spine tinglers, especially when it's performed by people that do what you do. Um, the audience into it, standing ovation, the tears, the yeses from the from the uh, uh, the judges. What's next? Do we? Can you say? Do you know? I, I'm not quite sure what point we're at in Britain's Got Talent. Um, it, you did this a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was actually done about January time. Yeah. Um, I, I worked a full shift the next day. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <Didn't tell> anyone? <laughs> oh no! You must have been bursting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been yeah, like living the double life. Like I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't tell anyone, couldn't tell my family, couldn't tell. Yeah. Oh, can't, can't tell anyone. It feels like a dream almost. This it was so surreal watching it back last night. Yeah, almost like I dreamt it, and it wasn't wasn't <laughs> real. And now it's all it's all official and actually happening. Well, Ryan, as you could hear, there was on breakfast with Gary and Claire earlier. And if you missed it last night, Harry Styles has made it five weeks at number one on the Kent Top Forty. As it was, is still up there with Tom Grennan's "Remind Me" at number two and George Ezra's "Green Green Grass" at three. Kent Online Sports. One big bit of football news to bring you today and Gillingham have released nine players from their squad. Last season's top scorer, Verdane Oliver, leads a list of those leaving Priestfield following their relegation from League One. You can see the full list of those departing by heading to the story at Kent Online. Defenders Jack Tucker and Robbie McKenzie have been offered new deals, as have Bailey Akehurst and Josh Chambers. Seven players remain under contract, including Max Amar, Stuart O'Keefe and Ollie Lee, although 
manager Neil Harris has already said he may not keep them all. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site now. To do it, you have to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on Kent Online today, head to the What's On pages to find out about a Star Wars weekend happening in Folkestone. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.